All right, movie fans, welcome to Jason and Josh Fight About the Movies. There may be some fighting going on this time because we're not going to talk about one movie. We're talking about the Academy Awards. It's time for our look at the major categories. We're not going to go through everything because that would take an hour. We're just going to look at some of the major categories and we're going to discuss A, what we think probably will win, and then B, what we really think should win um, in terms of what deserved it the most. I am Jason Evans, film critic with the Atlanta Film Critics Circle. I'm joined by my fellow Atlanta Film Critics Circle member, Josh Sewell. And Josh, tell us what the first category is we're going to talk about. Okay, so yeah, first we should probably say that if you are an Oscar prognosticator, you follow it. This is a year that I'm kind of rooting for surprises because if you listen to conventional wisdom, these are pretty much a done deal. Like, so I'm I'm kind of like the I'm kind of just rooting for the dark horses just to see things blow up, you know. But like, <laughs> but but we'll talk about that as we go. But let's start first with best actor, and so. Um, your five nominees here are Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory, Joaquin Phoenix in uh, Joker, and uh, Leo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right, so Josh, tell me who you think is going to win and then who, who would be your pick? Okay, so I think, like, I don't think we're going to fight about this, that it seems like this is a done deal for Joaquin Phoenix, both in terms of... You know, when I tell people that, like, when you look to the Oscars, the worst thing you can do is is look for who gives the best performance because right. it's the it's most a, performance. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's you say that best all the time. equals yeah. most, and and you shouldn't look to the Oscars as a barometer of quality. We should get all of those caveats out of the way first. But because if you look at this category, Joaquin Phoenix is the most in this category. He undergoes a physical transformation, which Oscar voters love. Everything is big he goes so big in this role and he's also got the added value of he should have won one already and yeah, he has right, exactly yeah. so yeah i think this is joaquin phoenix's year it's fine i know you liked joker more than i did i didn't hate joker it's fine um i'll just pretend that it was for like the master or walk the line or her or anything <laughs> that he was better in um but if if it was wish they would win to me, Antonio Banderas is the clear standout here. You know, I know not a lot of people saw Pain and Glory, but this might be a career best performance from him. Like, I think he got labeled as the heartthrob really early. Right. Um, and this reminds you, oh, right, he's a great actor. So I'm rooting for him. Um, if, if not him, Adam Driver was fantastic in Marriage Story. So, so, I, so I'm going to disagree with you. First of all, I'm going to say yes. I think Joaquin Phoenix will win, and I think he's reasonably deserving. I don't have a big problem with this. It's not like um, I say, oh, this is a category where he didn't have any business winning this this award. Um, I actually have two that I'll say should win, in my opinion, and they are different than you. Um, one is someone who didn't get nominated. I still think that Taron Edgerton was great in Rocket Man. Yeah, he was fabulous yeah, in Rocket Man. Totally agree with you there. I didn't know we could pull from one. Yeah, time. hey, yeah, no, no, we're, yeah, we're going all over yeah. the place. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, the idea that Remy Malik won last year for lips. Some I've, I've read this on Twitter. Remy Malik won last year for lip syncing. Um, in Bohemian Rhapsody, how could Taron Edgerton not win for actually singing Elton John's songs in Rocket Man? Yeah, when I reviewed it back in May when it came out, I was like, if Rami Malek got the Oscar for playing Freddie Mercury, then Taron Edgerton deserves like the Nobel Prize or something for playing <laughs> Elton John because it's just on it's such so a different much better. level. It is, yeah. it is. But unfortunately, he's not nominated. So the, among the nominees, if I had a vote, I'd go for Jonathan Price. I think The Two Popes is a wonderful film. It's not the most 
It's not, not the most gripping film by any stretch of the imagination, but Jonathan Price is acting his butt off in that movie. It is a ton of dialogue. It is a lot of him sitting down across the table um, from Anthony Hopkins and just going one-on-one with him. And I think Jonathan Price does a great job. And I, I, I just love his portrayal. He looks like the Pope, um, physically embodying him, you know, in face, in mannerisms and things like that. And, and I think it's a great performance. I would have no problem with him taking the prize. Yeah, me either. Yeah, that, yeah. I think we have our preferences, but yeah, he was fantastic in that role. So I think he kind of snuck in as a sort of surprise nominee. And But yeah, like he's been around forever, and I think he's one of those he's due to. I don't think it's quite his year, but right. yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have a problem with that either. So. Okay, what's our next category? Right. we got to go faster. We're going yeah, too long on this. <laughs> Best Actress. Charlize Theron in Bombshell, Renee Zellweger in Judy, Cynthia Erivo in Harriet, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, and Saoirse Ronan in Little Women. Um, and again, I think like when Judy premiered, people said the Oscar race was done. Like, yeah, Renee- and, and I, I kind of agree with that. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go quickly first. Yeah, go I'll say it. that I, I think Renee Zellweger will win, and I think she should win. There, are, Look, I thought Cyrus Ronan was great in Little Women. She's the only other one in this category to me that is, is a contender. But it's real simple. Uh, you know, we talked about the singing with Darren Edgerton. Uh, Renee Zellweger's singing as Judy Garland is stunning. She emotes throughout the whole movie. The film itself isn't great, but I thought she is absolutely deserving of Best Actress. And and that's where we'll disagree. Like, I think she was fine, and I think she went into this. This is my Oscar performance. Oscar voters eat this up. Oscar voters aren't going to not vote for somebody playing Hollywood royalty. That's just how right. they roll. Yep. Of these nominees, I think of, of all of these, Saoirse Ronan is by far the, the best choice in here. She's been nominated a ton of times. She hasn't won. She's got a long career ahead she's of her. She's young. She's going she's to be She'll fine. have two or three in her closet so, by the time her career is over. I'm, I'm going to take a, take a path that you did with the best actor and say that your best actress isn't here, and that's Lupita Nyong'o in Us. Oh, that's a that's a bold choice, and I'm not sure I disagree with it. Yeah, and so and what's really frustrating to me is like this is where I'm going to sort of like plant my flag about this conversation is like in a year where you have over a dozen performances from phenomenal black actors and actresses, the fact that the one you nominate in the supporting categories played a slave is just not a good look in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And no, no disrespect to Cynthia Cynthia Erivo, who's amazing. She's a phenomenal actress. She's excellent. She should have been nominated for Bad Times at the El Royale. I do not disagree <laughs> with anything that you had to say there. I actually am not much of a fan of the movie Harriet. Um, I thought her performance was fine. I think she's sort of the weakest of the contenders in that category. And I got no problem. Again, if we're going off the page, <laughs> what Lupita Nyong'o did in Us was truly impressive. So, so, yeah. So, yeah, let's go to Best Supporting Actor, and we'll speed these along. Anthony Hopkins and the Two Popes. Oscars love some popes. <laughs> and uh, Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Joe Pesci for The Irishman. Al Pacino for The Irishman. Tom Hanks and Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, the, the big interesting thing here is... All of these are people who it's been a significant amount of time since they've gotten their previous acting nomination. Tom Hanks hasn't been nominated since 2000 in Castaway, which is insane to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> Joe Pesci, you know, for obvious reasons, hasn't been nominated. He's, he's kind of out of the game for a while. Right. Al Pacino, um, Hopkins. Um, but I think most people agree that it's down to Pitt and Pesci this year based on the way the award season is going. It looks like it's going to be Pitt's year, which – I'm totally fine with. He's got a. He's won an Oscar for producing. He, you know, Twelve Years a Slave won Best Picture. He has a. Sure. He's never won an a- acting Oscar, which for Brad Pitt is kind of crazy. So, you know, part of me wishes it was for Ad Astro, but you know, <laughs> um, 
That was never going to get an Oscar push. No, it wasn't going to happen. So, you know, I'm totally fine with Brad Pitt winning for this. Is it his best performance he's ever done? No, but it might be his most Brad Pitt performance. Well, and I'll say that uh, I was not, as you know, I was not as big a fan of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a lot of other critics as you were. Um, But I've got no problem with Brad Pitt winning. He he was the best thing about that movie. The scenes here in are he's in are the most interesting scenes in the movie. The scenes that move the best. Um, So I'm perfectly fine. I agree with you. I think he should win. Um, I'm sorry, I think he will win, and I think he should win. So I'm fine with both of those. So, yeah, I think if your runner-up is Joe Pesci, got no argument there. He's amazing in The Irishman. Like, he's got that quiet menace that goes against what he did in Casino and in Goodfellas, and it just shows how phenomenal he is. Well, and and the only other thing I'll say about this category is I I kind of wish there was a way Tom Hanks could get something because I really – he was not only the best thing about that movie but really embodied Fred Rogers in a special, special way. But goodness gracious, Tom Hanks has a ton of hardware in his closet. I'm fine with him letting Brad Pitt get one. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, moving on to Best Supporting Actress. uh, Kathy Bates snuck in for Richard Jewell. Yeah, Um, I'm very surprised at that one. Margot Robbie and Bombshell, another one I'm surprised about. Um, Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, so she's a double nominee this year. Florence Pugh and Little Women, Laura Dern and Marriage Story. This is another one that I think has been sewn up since Marriage Story premiered. People have been saying it's Laura Dern's year, both because she's super showy in this performance, which Oscar voters love. She gets a really good monologue. Yep. Um, And then... I mean, Laura Dern's been around forever just delivering stellar performance after stellar performance. So, again, like, of this group, I think, to me, Florence Pugh gives the best performance. I thought she was fantastic in Little Women. She really tracks the range of this character from, like, 13 to 20, and it makes you believe this character's maturing. But... If it's got to go to Laura Dern, no complaints here. So it is no fair that you get to go first because <laughs> you were saying the same things I was going to say. I was looking at this category and I'm like, yes, everyone says Laura Dern's going to win. I'm fine with Laura Dern winning. But I thought Florence Pugh had a really incredible year. She's great in Little Women. I'm kind of bummed that that film's not getting even more award attention. There same. are categories that it could have been nominated for that it didn't. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but uh, and, and she was in Midsommar. She, you mentioned she's in Fighting with My Family. She's had a great, great year. She's a young actress. I think she's going to collect a lot of hardware before her career is done. But I, I feel like if you're asking me the best supporting performance this year, I thought she did it in Little Woman. Yep, I agree. So, all right, well, let's um, just kind of hit the two last biggies here. Best director, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Todd Phillips for Joker, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, and Sam Mendes for 1917. And before you say anything, let me say, oh, my God, I think this is one of the hardest categories to pick because best director and best picture, lots of time line up, and... There is no front runner for Best Picture right now. I mean, I, I, I think Best Picture could come from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Joke, I, well, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. So as I look at the Best Director category, I, I can make a case for any one of these five. I think the one who's going to win, and I'm probably betraying the film that I liked best this year, but I think the one who's going to win and the one who deserves to win is Sam Mendes for 1917. It is technically a truly incredible film. I think that people in the Academy, as they watch it, will look at it and be as slack-jawed as you and I were at the technical achievement they saw on film. Maybe, maybe you look at it and you go, oh, it doesn't tell as much of a story as Saving Private Ryan or some of the other great um, war movies, but I think it tells enough, and it is 
technically um, remarkable enough. I think other directors are going to look at this and, and realize the craft that went into it, realize the planning that went into it. This may be the most planned film that I've ever seen. So I'm going with him. Yeah, and I, I can't really argue with that, especially if we're thinking about best equaling most, because everything he does, you can just see on screen. There's nothing subtle about 1917, right? And, yeah. and so, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah, and that also goes for cinematography, which I know we're not going to get into because we don't have time. But like him and Roger Deakins, like it's all on screen. Yeah, it, it, folks, if you're looking for one surefire category, like no question about it. Roger Deakins is winning Best Cinematographer. Period. End of story. Don't even look at the other nominees. Right. And so, you know, I think if there is anybody that's giving Sam Mendes some competition, it, it, it may be Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. And that's if when Best Director and Best Picture don't match up, it's usually because they do Best Director as like a consolation prize or like right. a silver medal or something. So if, if the votes split that way, I would say look for 1917 to win Best Picture, which we're going to get to in a second, and Bong Joon-ho. To, to win Best Director for Parasite. The other thing about this category is if you're just looking at these names, I, I think the one that's missing is Greta Gerwig for Little Women. Yeah. And, like, I think I think you trade out Todd Phillips' name for hers, you know, if we're just talking about sheer quality of direction. I, I will say that I appreciate – I hate it when people say, this person was snubbed, this person should be there without saying who should not be there. Right. To me, that's a – you know, you can't just go – oh, blankety-blank should be in this category. You have to also tell me who should be out. And I agree with you that Todd Phillips could be taken out for Joker. We know the Academy clearly loves Joker more than we critics did. I like Joker more than you did, I know. But um, fine. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think Joker is more of an acting triumph than it is a directing triumph. I would agree. And so I've got and no... And Scorsese's already here for The Irishman. <laughs> and so all Todd Phillips did was like, hey, that movie you made, I'm going to do it. Right. So, that thing from so, yeah. 50 years ago, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So... All right, so then we'll just round out with Best Picture here. And, you know, I, we were kind of hinting at it before. But um, with this one, you've got nine nominees this year because of the preferential ballot that, right. the, that the Academy does. And 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and Marriage Story. And so the, the general consensus is you get rid of the ones that don't have Best Director nominees, yeah. which and- I don't agree with because that's telling – that's telling us that four of these Best Picture nominees didn't have a director. You know, like, the movies were good, but the person who directed them were not, which to me seems a little weird, but, you know. I mean, you can interpret it that way. I mean, the other way to interpret it is just to, if you look at, you know, who got, what films got a lot of acting nominations, what film gets screenplay nominations, what film get directing nominations, then you start to get a sense of what does the Academy love the most. So a film like Ford versus Ferrari that, that is showing up here and I think deserves to be here, um, you know, clearly doesn't have the love in other places. Right. So you can knock that out of the competition. And I think that's why people would say something like Jojo Rabbit or Marriage Story probably isn't a best picture contender because, yeah, there's some Marriage Story stuff for actor and actress, but and you're just... Jojo Rabbit too. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you're, but you're not seeing as much of it as you are of some of these other films. So those are the ones where the, the nomination is the win, yeah. right? So if yeah. you're looking at your, your big contenders... I'm going to say 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, with maybe the Joker coming in, with maybe Joker coming in as a dark horse. I would say Joker, if it wins, it would be this year's Green Book. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not in terms of quality. Joker's better than Green Book. Like, you know, like Joker, I'd just be like, oh, man, there were better movies. Green Book, I'm like, what the heck? But, <laughs> there were but, a lot of better movies. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, every year people are like, well, it has to be this one because of all these precedents. Like, pre- like every year there's a precedent broken. Right. So, like, I think kind of what we were hinting at before, like, I think this is between 1917 and Parasite. Okay. So, let's brass tacks. Yeah. What do you think will win? What do you think should win? I'll say will win if we go by tradition. 1917 is going to win. What I think will or should win is Parasite because it just was the best movie of the year. So I, I, I hate the fact that we call this thing Jason and Josh fight about the movies, <laughs> and then we do the same thing, and we constantly agree with each other. I agree with you completely. 1917 is the one that I think will win. It's been doing pretty well in most of the Guild kind of stuff coming up until now. It's got the Golden Globe, and so I, I, I feel like it's, it's on track in terms of its previous performance so that we can say 1917 is probably going to win um, Best Picture. Like we said when we were talking about Sam Mendes for director, it's a film that I think everyone in the Academy is going to look at and recognize great technical craft on screen. No one is going to, when, if they call 1917's name, no one is going to go, how did that happen the way they did with Green Book? Right. And if they call 1917, I'm not going to be in my living room, like, flipping over a table. Because exactly. I'm like, was it my favorite movie of the year? No. It was really good. So, you know, I like, I, no complaints here. Like, even in this list of nine, I would say, like, seven of the nine. I'm, I would be totally cool with it winning. I, and, and, and I completely agree with you. And, and I'll also say that I think the best picture, the one that deserves to win is Parasite. The only problem I have with Parasite a little bit is that I feel like in the back half it just gets a little weird, and I, I don't want to say he didn't know how to end it, but um, it struggles a bit toward the end. Oh, that's where we can fight. The, this, the <laughs> second half's the best part, but anyways. You oh, know. no, I thought the first half was absolutely <laughs> the, the The first half of the movie to me is incredible, the way he, he sets up sort of the, the, the way this family integrates itself into the, the poor family integrating itself into the rich family I think is, is brilliant and exciting and I really loved it and then I, uh, not that the film goes off the rails not even close it's it still from, wonderful it goes from dark comedy to kind of thriller and so yes, like, if yeah. you were just expecting all dark comedy I can see how you would be and, and I will say that yeah. we reached a point where I was like where's this going to go next and then wow where it went next <laughs> but we're, we're not here to review Parasite other than to say good god go see it yeah like it just hit Blu-ray go, go see Parasite <laughs> if you haven't seen already yeah. <laughs> done deal go see Parasite <laughs> but I, I, I would love to see it win best picture A I think it's a fabulous wonderful film and b it's subtitled and people should understand that that isn't a curse that isn't a reason to avoid a film you don't it's not a lesser film for being subtitled i've got no problem with that at all everyone should go out and see this film and if it wins best picture it will show that the academy has recognized that great films aren't only made in Hollywood and English-speaking places. Yeah, this would be the first time in Oscar history that a non-U.S. film has won, or a non-English-speaking film has won Best Picture, and... I, I, it's a great candidate for that. Like, like if, if Parasite wins, that would be, I think, one of the rare times where Best Picture does line up with the Best Picture. Right. So uh, that's going to do it. We, we hope you have fun watching the Oscars on Oscar night. We hope we are right. And if- do, do not use us for your office pool. That's going <laughs> to end in disaster. Don't do that. <laughs> So, uh, but that's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, like I said, have a good time watching the Oscars. Let us know if you think our picks are trash or if you completely agree with them. 
For Josh Sewell, I'm Jason Evans, and we hope you have a good time watching the Oscars and going to the movies. If you don't get there in time, we will lose 1,600 men.